Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Hour number two of the Bruce Woolley Show starts right now. And uh, before we get rolling, I want to tell you about my friends at the Freedom Foundation. The Freedom Foundation, they've been helping free government workers from union bondage. And uh, they're able to do that because the Supreme Court said they could in uh, a decision five years ago. If you are a government employee, you don't have to join the union to keep your job. If you want a government job, you don't have to join a union to get it. And if you're not in a union as a government employee, you don't have to pay dues. Good news is that's going to save you about... Uh, $1,000 a year. Given Bidenomics, that's real money. Secondly, those dollars are not going to flow through to union bosses who we know monolithically support radical Democrats like Biden, Harris, and uh, trans activism type things in our schools. So thank you to the Freedom Foundation for your work. And if you want to learn more, go to optouttoday.com. That's optouttoday.com. You'll see how simple and seamless it is to opt out of your union. All right, let's bring her in. She is a mother and attorney commentator at Fox News, Newsmax, News Nation, a media advisor for AFP Ohio, and she's a sports agent, so we're definitely going to talk some football. Mehak Cook, welcome back. How are you this afternoon? I'm doing well. It's great to always speak with you, Jack. Absolutely. Well, let's start. Before we talk turkey, let's do appetizers. We've got uh, the Cleveland Browns (laughs) going to Houston, Texas on Saturday, 4.30 kickoff to take on the Texans led by former Buckeye legend C.J. Stroud. Um, what do you think, Mahek? Can the Browns get it done, or is C.J. Stroud going to add to his legend on Saturday? Oh, gosh, this is so difficult, given that I am a sports agent in Ohio and obviously worked with uh, the Buckeyes and think the world of C.J., but I'm still, at the end of the day, downright for Ohio and the Browns, so I expect them to deliver results, but C.J. is definitely talented, and he is stoppable if if you've been following his course and his gameplays. So I am optimistic. <laughs> yeah, I am too. I mean, the, he's he's taken the team on his back a couple of times. He has some good talent around him. I was just super impressed. I got to watch a, a full game the first time all season. I've been able to watch his full game uh, and their their game last week and his ability to make big throws uh, while being pressured. 30 yards downfield. I mean, he was clutch. And it was just, it was cool to see. But I'm with you. I hope that ends this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) He's really good under pressure. But yes, I hope it ends this weekend for our sake. I will always be diehard Ohio. Amen. Well, hey, speaking of pressure, all eyes were on the Ohio State House yesterday. And, uh, you know, I get a lot of scuttlebutt. So I try to be careful about what I say, what I report. Um, But I heard, you know, if this thing doesn't pass, it's going to be because Jason Stevens didn't rally the troops didn't get enough Republicans back to the state house uh, for the January 10th vote, but uh, when you know the rubber met the road, 65 Republicans said we approve of overriding Governor Mike DeWine's veto. Let me get your reaction to that first. Did that surprise you? It did not surprise me. And look, I think leadership has an important role to play when you have important legislation that is testing our moral values. 
girls should play in girls' sports. We should not have transgender surgeries for our minor children. That's genital mutilation. But at the end of the day, every single representative there owes it to Ohioans, to the districts that they represent, to show up and to vote against this bill and against what the governor has taken in terms of his position. So I will never, ever sit there and say one person is responsible for this. I think every single representative had a responsibility to the citizens that they represent. And I wasn't surprised. In fact, I wrote on Twitter that I specifically said, remember your moral obligation and your duty. Yeah, You have an oath, and I expected a full override. And I think the Senate's going to go the same way, Jack. We have strong leadership with Matt Huffman and so many other very strong conservatives that when they're tested, they followed through. I mean, Matt Huffman should be a leading example, president of the Senate, for how you're supposed to do business in the state. It's for the people, not for your own political gain. I had a great conversation with Adam Hewitt before uh, we had you on, and he said sometimes they don't uh, see the light, but they feel the heat. And it certainly helps that it's in an election year. Uh, But I agree with you. I think the Senate is probably more poised to get this done. I'll have Senate President Matt Huffman on at 1235. So a reminder to our listeners, set an alarm or stay tuned. You don't want to miss that conversation. I expect that this will will, uh, swim through the Senate. Do you expect the same thing, Mahak? I, I do. And again, I don't put a lot of pressure on leadership, but I do believe regardless of whether this was an election year, President Matt Huffman has constantly done what's right for Ohioans, has constantly ensured that his caucus is up to speed on issues, voter contact, ensuring what his constituents want. So the Senate, they've been tested. And they deliver every single time when it comes to conservative values. He he was a push on school choice. He continued to push on um, so many other important pieces of legislation to ensure he was delivering. So the Senate has this locked in. Excellent. Well, we've got about four minutes here. So I'm going to ask one more question before we toggle over to talk about the border crisis. Um, You know, the rumor is that Matt Huffman is termed out in the Senate. He's obviously running for a seat in the House. Uh, why, why shouldn't we expect him and want him to replace Jason Stevens as Speaker of the Ohio House? I think this is going to be up to the representatives that are either elected or reelected to really determine the next Speaker of the House. But every single representative that I come across or every single senator that I've spoken to President Matt Huffman has a very strong conservative record. He leads and ensures that he's representing the people in the state rather than his own political motives. So he has been very appealing to a lot of individuals. And let's be honest, the House has not accomplished as much as they could have this year because there's been great division. So I'm hoping for um, whether it's Speaker Stevens or Speaker Huffman, to figure out how to get us back on track. We don't need the same dysfunction in D.C. infecting our state house in Ohio. Yes, and I will say it. I won't ask you to agree with it. I won't put you on the spot. But this is what it looks like when a speakership is co-opted by a party uh, that is opposite of you. Not only a party that's opposite of you, a party that only had uh, the gall to get three people to vote 
in favor of an override to protect women's sports and minors from dangerous drugs and surgeries. And I hope our listeners let that sink in. This is a Democratic Party now in the state of Ohio who is more concerned with marching to the beat of the extremist drum of the left-left part of the party than they are about protecting women and children. So you said that he has a strong record, speaking of Matt Huff, and I'll tell you who doesn't have a strong record right now. That's Joe Biden. Uh, A recent poll from CBS News says 70 percent of those polled disapprove of Biden's handling of immigration in the latest uh, CBS News poll. Um, What can you tell us about that, Mahek? How do you take that, and do you think that that is strong enough to make a difference when people are standing in the voting booth in November to pull the lever? I do, and I genuinely believe the two most important issues are the economy and the border crisis. Every single American is keeping their eyes and ears open to the fact that we are under a national security crisis because it not only is at the southern border, it is in every single state. We have to remember these illegal immigrants that are coming through the border with welcome and open signs. They are not just staying in Texas. Many of them have come to Ohio, and I can tell you firsthand that I have met many individuals that have been displaced that are now, quote, waiting for a hearing. And what that means in the practice of law is it's going to take about two-plus years Mm. for immigration judges to even set a court date. Two-plus years, that's an illegal immigrant here without any vetting, without any security, what their background is, criminal record. So we truly have a crisis. We don't know who's in our country. And if Joe Biden was serious, he would close the border today. Today, he would close the border and then start working with our immigration judges to start processing these cases. And if there are illegal immigrants at our border, we detain and we deport. We don't allow them in our country to continue to create division and chaos. Yeah, it's it's an act of lawlessness and it goes against order. And uh, that is against the backdrop of this. Uh, just 35 percent of those polled rate the condition of the economy economy today is fairly good. That's only 26 percent or very good. Nine percent. By contrast, 59 percent rate the economy as fairly bad and uh, very bad. So uh, very bad was 30 percent. Fairly bad is 29 percent. Uh, if it's about the economy, stupid, as uh, what's his name used to say in the Clinton era, Uh, might Joe Biden be in trouble here? About 30 seconds. Joe Biden is in trouble. His Bidenomics policy has failed. And it doesn't matter what your political affiliation is. Go look at your bank account. Go look at your 401k. Go look at the housing market. We are worse off than we were four years ago. Mark my word, we're going to have a Republican in the White House that is going to turn the direction of this country to ensure that prosperity is possible. So 10 seconds, I'm going to say this. I get nervous because Trump's lead was 2.3 in the national poll. Now it's 0.6. You still think that's going to turn around? Yes. Again, wait till he gets into these states. Wait to see what truly happens. The shakeup in Iowa with Christie dropping out is interesting, but I called that a while ago. Let's look at Iowa. Let's look at New Hampshire. I think those are going to be telling indicators of where the rest of the states will fall. Thank you again to Mehek Cook, and I apologize we got cut off there. I threw her that final question and knew better. Uh, but I think what she was going to say, and I don't want to speak for her, but if I had to guess, so this is just me guessing, is that uh, 
Chris Christie jumping out of the race might have a little bit of a shakeup in the GOP primary. Uh, of course, there's the um, Iowa caucus, and it looks like Trump is up there, 53 to 18, to Haley's 18. Now, in New Hampshire, it's a lot closer. Uh, Trump, 43, Haley, 29. Uh, so much closer to striking distance than anyone has been. Um, and then I think for Haley, uh, uh, her goal is to get to New Hampshire, do well, and then uh, on to South Carolina, which is where I think uh, she thinks she can win the primary. So um, <clears throat> what do you think? Do you think that Nikki Haley can pull off the upset? Do you think that she can win the GOP nomination? Uh, as it stands right now, looking at the real clear politics poll averages, and uh, by the way, Real Clear Politics, uh, syndication partner of the Ohio Press Network, and Real Clear does it better, in my opinion, than anybody else on investigations and uh, political reporting nationwide. So uh, their numbers have it, uh, Trump 45.4, Biden 44.4, it just it just ticked up. How about that? It was, it was down. Uh, now Trump's up one. Uh, Biden 45, DeSantis 44.5. So Biden uh, half a point ahead of DeSantis in um, a simulated head-to-head matchup. And then uh, this might be the, the, the surprising part. Biden 40.1 to Nikki Haley 42.8 uh, plus 2.7. I was talking with a friend uh, yesterday, and uh, he's pretty you know politically astute. He's a guy that follows along, listens here reads a lot of our stuff and, and also listens to some of the national syndicated stuff. And he said, you know, I just, I, I can't with Nikki Haley. She's just a rhino. And uh, a lot of folks feel that way. Uh, for me, the defining moment of her campaign was when Vivek Ramaswamy looked at her and said, hey, uh, can you name one province in Ukraine where we need to be active in order to do the things that you're saying? And, and, and the look of kind of shock and, and blank, um, I, you know, Listen, we can all freeze, but I thought that was kind of a defining moment, but not not according to some of the polls in uh, in New Hampshire and in Iowa. So it'll be interesting. What do you think? Eight four four talk nine eight nine. I'll tell you what I think. I, I got to. <laughs> so uh, this is this is Joe Biden, who is is gonna barring some unforeseen thing, and and I say that almost like. Maybe tongue in cheek because who knows with the left? I mean, genuinely, who knows? Um, but barring something unforeseen, he's going to be the guy. And so this is their guy. This is their guy at a uh, circa 2020 event um, talking to what appeared to be a largely uh, uh, gathering of, of black Americans. And uh, we're going to go uh, to cut 32. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of, I got hairy legs that turn, that, 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 that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They'd look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. And I tell you what. Houston, we've got a problem, and uh, not to be not to be outdone. Uh, this is um, this is this is Joe Biden talking in, in 2020 about why you need to vote for him and, and not Donald Trump. 
Uh, cut 45. Question, but I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. That's the Democratic nominee, folks, uh, Joe Biden. And so when I look at all of these things, uh, there's there's a method to my madness here. Seventy uh, percent disapprove of Biden's handling of immigration. Uh, that's a 12 point slide, by the way, since May. And uh, the Center for Immigration Studies says the bad news starts early for the president in the latest CBS poll that we discussed with Mahek. Fifty nine percent of respondents disapproving of the job that the president is doing. Forty three percent strongly disapproving. Now, 41 percent do approve. That's still 18 points underwater. But here's the shocking part. Just 15 percent strongly approve. And uh, we know that 59 percent rate the economy as fairly bad with 30 percent of those saying that it's very bad. So when you put all of those things together, I just look at the real clear average and I see, you know, Trump up one, Biden up half on DeSantis, Haley up 2.7. On what merit? And this is something that we probably need to talk about in the months ahead. Have certain voters on the left, and I don't know, maybe independents, have they surrendered to the movement, regardless of who represents the movement. I would point to, uh, you know, the shockingly incoherent senator from Pennsylvania uh, who was elected when he literally could not answer questions and could not talk. He was elected a state senator against an articulate, (laughs) I would say even kind given uh, the parameters of the debates and discussions they were allowed to have. Uh, but John Fetterman got elected. And Joe Harry Legs, I love kids jumping on my lap, Biden got elected. And my question is, in what parallel universe are we saying that it's okay for our leaders to be incoherent Seemingly incompetent. I mean, you look at Joe Biden on the daily, he is riddled with dementia. And I don't say that to make fun of him. I say that to question where we are in this world. I don't understand how Joe Biden isn't behind 30 points. Now, I would then go to the opposite side, play devil's advocate and say, well, it's because the press is in the bag for him. And if you repeat a message long enough, everybody's going to believe it or a large enough segment of the population is going to believe it. And maybe that's the game. Maybe they just believe if we repeat it long enough, consistently enough, they're going to believe it as wildly inaccurate as it is. November can't come here fast enough. Hey, uh, up next, it's going to be a treat. Senate President Matt Huffman. Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. 
Salem News Channel. Straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds, like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on local now, channel 525.